Can I just start by saying how good is our God? If I had warmed up and I had a little bit more in me, I would probably sing something like, How great is our God. Sing to me how great is our God. You know, you got to get the mm where you're really feeling it. But nah, for real. Our God is so good, man. So, so good. Thank you, Jesus. So I just got back in from, um, from, oh, the hospital. And uh, let me take this thing off my, my arm. What they gave me. Okay. And everything was great. There are some things that happen where you don't really have the words for them. This is one of those situations because there is no reason in the world why I should have got the results back that I got. There's no reason. When I tell you I have had... Okay, so first of all, my ministry is more like Paul, not Peter. Okay, this is not the perfective minute. This is not the perfection ministry. This is the ministry of a testimony of what God can do, how he will change you and shape you, okay? And how he will take nothing and turn you into something very much Saul to Paul type ministry, okay? Um, I've had so much sex in my life, child. I'm talking about going down to like maybe starting at like 14. I used to wait. I used to wait for people. I used to wait to get out of school just to have sex with people, and and when I say the amount of times that I've used protection, I can probably count on two fingers, two hands. I mean, not two fingers, dang near, but two hands versus the amount of times I haven't used protection. And I can count on more than three hands how many bodies I have, like way more than three hands. That's just like minimum. I, I just can't remember, but I can remember enough to know that it's well over three hands, okay? There is no reason that I should be healthy. There is no reason that I should not be sick. There's no reason reason that my blood should not be tainted. There's no reason that I should be me today. But yet, every time I've gone to the doctor, I've gotten a good report back. Every single time. And I want to say it's a mixture of faith, believing God to protect me and keep me, mixed with grace, mixed with knowing your spiritual authority. There's a difference between people who, you know, choose to do stuff and want to do certain stuff. There's a difference between sex addicts and people who are warring with spirits. There's a complete difference. I was at war in my own self at war. And I asked God, I said, Lord, keep me safe. Just as Paul said in Romans, that which I will to do, I, I don't. That which I hate to do, that is which I do. And it's like no matter how much I want to do right, I can't do right. And no matter how much I say I'm going to do right, I don't do right. So, Lord, keep me safe. 
because I don't know what's going on right now. I want to say no, but then I end up falling into yes. There's something inside of me that convinces me to say yes, even after I've said no. So, God, I can only rely on you to keep me safe because safe, I can't keep myself safe right now. There were so many times that I just felt like, oh, this was it. I've got it now. I'm sick now. And it didn't happen. I said, Lord, let these results be good. Lord, keep me safe. And I won't go back to it. I won't go back. I won't go back. I remember the first time that I had got tested in a very, 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 very long time. I was nervous. I was scared. They came back negative. I said, Lord, I'm never going back. This is it. God, you saved me after all that I've done. I'm talking about in Atlanta, in Detroit, okay? In Dallas, in Ohio, okay? Everywhere I've gone, and yet it came back good. Oh, Lord, I'm never going to go back. Wasn't Dallas at this time, but I just added that for today, nevertheless. I went back. I said, Lord God, I, I won't go back. I, I give you my word. And I went back. Yeah, he kept me. I had the heart posture that said, Lord, I understand if I have something. I understand if they tell me that I'm going to die in two weeks because I've deserved that. I've earned that, okay? Yet he still has kept me. I think about the people that I know who've, who have it. I think about the people that I've slept with that have it. That I didn't know had it. That God has watched over me and kept me. And it's just something about when you're his child that makes the world a little different. It's grace, yes. Grace, goodness, and mercy are following you all the days of your life. Goodness and mercy follow me into every situation, yes. And he graced me in my stupidity, yes, he graced me. But I also had faith that he would protect me even when I couldn't protect myself. Then at the same time, I also knew that greater is he in me than he that is in the world. I never walked away from something thinking, oh, I've got it. My faith literally was put completely into I'm healthy. And I never t detoured from that. The only time I ever got queasy or felt any other type of way was, was when the enemy was just playing games with me or right before I was getting my results. Other than that, my faith was completely in God keeping me safe. That's the power of what your faith will produce if you put your all into it. I didn't have any worry. I didn't have any doubt that God would protect me. Why? Because I've seen him do it so many times, and it sounds foolish. Shall we sin that grace may, may increase even the more? No, we shouldn't. But I had faith enough to believe that, God, if you've kept me before, you'll continue to keep me, and he did. But that does not mean we keep doing that thing which he's kept us from, that he's graced us from. It means to take, it, it means to take advantage of that new life. God is going to work with you and be patient with you until you get it. And then when you get it, okay, not, not get to the point where you don't need grace. You're disciplined enough to say no, and I wasn't there yet. I'm here now, but my only worry was, Lord, what are going to be the effects of this battle? He said to me before, he said, stop worrying about the effects of this battle. There will not be any effects. You keep thinking about it at moments and bursts, but it's not going to be any effects. And I just, I didn't really get that until today. There are no effects of this battle because I'm his child.
COVID had no dominion over me. When I was sick, I had to pray myself through sickness. I said I, I felt like I was going to die. I was at my lowest, but I prayed, and in my spirit, I've got I got strength. Where I believe I would have died, I instead lived because of the spirit interceding for me. I told you guys, growth comes from connection. If I can really, if I really want to dive into it, I believe that the only reason some of the people that I know who have it got it was because of their lack of connection with the Father. Despite everything, I didn't lose my connection with him. I might have been in sin, but I didn't lose my connection. I might have been doing stupid things, but I didn't lose my connection. No matter what happened, I did not lose my connection with the Father. That is why my testimony is simply that God did it. That he saved me over and over again. He's kept my mind. He's given me peace. The message today was to remember, because it's Sunday now, the message was to remember everything God has brought you from. You're holding on to one tiny little testimony. Remember everything. I don't want to get very graphic, but I remember having sex with people that bled, that were obviously not healthy, but something about the spirit that had me would not cause me to say, no, you're not even worthy of me. And God has kept me. So even this right here, it increased my faith even the more to say, God is a keeper. That doesn't mean sin, but it means that even when I'm in a place that I don't understand, even when I feel uncomfortable, even when I don't know what's going on, even when I don't know what's around me, God is a keeper. He never stops keeping you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I may hide my face in anger, but I love you and I'll never leave you alone. When the story finally ends and the book finally closes, I will not have left you alone. He's not a man that he should lie, and I've got to seen him, see him hold me. God has taken me through so many ups and downs and so many situations that I might only come to believe in all that he is, understanding who I am in him as well, that I'm his child. I'm not his servant. I'm not even his friend. I'm his child. I am a friend of Jesus, yes, but I'm a child of the Father. I'm his child. And just like a, a father does, a father's not going to baby you forever. But a father will always watch out for you and make sure you're all right. There's this TV show that I love. I, I own the whole entire season. I had to purchase it. It was it was so worth it. Shondaland Scandal um, is my show. It taught me so much as a child. I always say, hey. <sighs> Excuse me, I'm very tired. They woke me up while I was waiting to be discharged. Um, I never told y'all why I went to the hospital, though. I went to the hospital because I just wasn't feeling well. Um, I felt my throat swelling like something just wasn't right. And so I went to the hospital. Nevertheless, the show um, Scandal, most people watch shows, you know, just for entertainment. But I watched this show uh, and when I was learning some stuff, okay? Number one, I learned not to let no 
relationship get in the way of purpose because Olivia could have been so much more and done so much more if she did not get caught up with Fitz. Love is not all of that, but there was no there was no religion really as their foundation because listen if you can be stupid if you want and suffer through a relationship that's not what god has for you okay if you have to suffer and cry your eyes every night if you have trust issues and all of that that is not what god has for you okay and i just need you to let that soak into your spirit okay y'all be like oh god this is my man this is my man this is my girl this is my girl no we're gonna stick together we're gonna stick together no you cheat on me, I cheat on you, but we ain't breaking up. No, y'all need to get y'all lives together. That ain't what God wants for you. That ain't what God has for you. Nevertheless, though, um, I learned so much from the show. And what made me bring this up was to my point of a father. Her father, Eli Pope, was the head of the secret spy agency. She herself ended up, you know, leading the secret spy agency, though it wasn't really the secret spy agency. It was still the agency's name, but true power cannot be taken away. It's it's there. It exists, you know. And so he still was the head, though she thought she was the head. He was just behind the scenes, okay? And so what I'm getting at is even how he had to like stay behind the scenes and let her go and become great. She was White House Chief of Staff. She was White House Press Secretary. All these powerful roles that she had to do by herself. He was still working things behind the scenes to make sure she was safe. Still making sure no one was coming to kill her. Still making sure that no one was going to assassinate her. Still making sure that she was good behind the scenes. She was powerful. She had power. She, um, he raised her to be powerful, raised her to have confidence. And so she was operating in that power and in that confidence using everything that she learned. Yet still the father was looking out for her. God is still looking out for us. He equips us. He prepares us. He, he gives us power and authority. Yet he's still watching out for us. That's why I say that it took an ounce also of understanding my spiritual authority where I have the power to cast down strongholds. I have the power to rebuke demons and to bind every power of the enemy. There is nothing that can prosper in this world unless I allow it to prosper. And so understanding that power and authority makes you move a little different when you understand that your prayer actually works when you when you like like Paul said, I let no man trouble me. Because I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. I have wrestled with demons, literally hand to hand. I have wrestled with powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. I have been on the battlefield and I'm still standing. <laughs> so I understand my spiritual authority. I understood it enough to even war against the spirit of lust. Hard, but warring. Because it wasn't just lust that I battled. It was lust that snuck itself in in loneliness. It was lust that snuck itself in in depression. It was lust that snuck itself in in confusion. It was lust that snuck itself in in, in uncertainty. It was lust that suck, snuck itself in when I just wanted company. Maybe I didn't even, I, I really did not even want to do anything. I just wanted company with someone. Lust snuck itself in. The devil is a deceiver. He's a manipulator and lust did just that. So I was warring against it, but I still had not built the discipline to stand in it. And so this battle was me becoming. I'm not saying I understood my spiritual authority the whole entire time, no. But I can tell you on the last leg of this battle, I understood it and I broke it. I understood that I didn't have to war with this anymore. 
People are waiting on this magical day to come where they don't have these desires, where they don't fall to sin, when that's not how it works. This magical day is never going to come. What happens is you get disciplined, disciplined enough to say, though I feel those desires, I'm not going to fall to those desires. God, God doesn't just magically, you know, kick people out of employment. Temptation still, still has a job. <laughs> They're well-employed, very well-paid. They do not have a retirement plan because <laughs> when Jesus comes back, it's all over. But they're employed for the moment. And honestly, temptation only increases by the more that you figure out who you are, which is all the enemies trying to stop you from doing. The more you figure out who you truly are, the more temptation is going to arise because now he's got to stop you from from you're getting too, too close. Once you get there, he can't stop you. So he wants to stop you in the early stages before you really sprout. The enemy wants us to, wants to stop us from being connected. Being in God's word is how you stay connected. Being in God's word is how you break the chains. It's how you build your spirit. It's how you strengthen yourself. You reap where you sow. You sow in the spirit, shall you reap in the spirit. Excuse me. You sow in the flesh, you shall reap in the flesh. You sow in time, you lose time, but that's why it's important to sow your time in the right places because if you sow your time into God, you shall reap in eternity. God is not limited to our lifespan. So stop spending so much time sowing into things that are not eternal and sow into what's everlasting. But I can tell you this, that my greatest breakthrough never was going to come to me until I made the decision to be disciplined. Disciple, discipline. You cannot be a disciple without being disciplined. So many claim to know Jesus. There are so many preachers and all these people that do all these different things, but you're not disciplined. You cannot walk in great calling without having great posture. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the glory might be in God and not in us. But there comes a point in your life when it's not the same battle that you always been through. There's no hope if you're doing the same things that you did at 20, at 35. There's no hope if you're doing the same things at 18, at 25. There's no hope there. Where did the change come? Jesus changes, doesn't stay the same. He loves you as you are that you might change. And that's why people aren't listening to pastors nowadays and preachers nowadays. Because so many of them are preaching this message yet doing so much of the same stuff. How can I possibly preach you out of lust if I'm still playing in it? You can't teach further than, you, than you've learned. You can't go beyond what you are. I can't teach you how to overcome lust if I never overcame it. I can't teach you how to overcome depression if I never overcame it. I can preach about it. I can talk about it. But I can never truly give you the strategy to do it unless I myself have done it. That's why so many pastors get up there downing so many different people, talking crap about so many different people. Oh, well, that's not doing any good. You're not giving any strategy. But the thing is, you don't understand the battle that they're going through. So you have no strategy to give them. You just complain. 
and ridicule and judge. But when you understand the battle, you have grace for the ones still in it, able to give strategy. But see, the common denominator is choosing, choice, whatever you want to call it, however you want to put it, that's the common denominator because everyone has to make the choice. Jesus stands at the door knocking, waiting for it to be open. You have a choice. Do you open it or do you not? We all have choices. It's all about what you do with those choices that really makes the difference and that really matters. Are you going to choose to be better? Are you going to choose to stay the same? Are you going to choose to be great? Are you going to choose to be average? Are you going to choose to do things different? No one said the road would be easy. I posted a video on my TikTok today. I said the scam of Christianity. You know, there's this trend going around where they're like, what's a scam that's been so normalized? I'm like, they're walking with Jesus is all gumdrops, candy canes, and rainbows. That it's all, all amazing and you get blessings and stuff every single day, miracle signs and wonders. I'm like, that's not it. That's not walking with Jesus. Because first of all, Jesus said, I did not come to bring peace, but bring a sword. That should have set the standard to tell you what type of time Jesus was on anyways. Okay? And so then when people aren't seeing so much prosperity and all this, that, and the third, they want to walk away. They want to turn to crystals and stones and witchcraft. Now you're mad because you didn't understand that greatness has a price. First Peter says that we go through trials and tribulations that our faith might be proven. What is faith if it's not proven? I can tell my friend that I trust my friend, but until they prove that, that they're really worth trusting, my words are just words. I, I, I trust you, yeah, but I really don't trust you for real. Like, there's nothing factual to make me trust you. I'm just saying I trust you because you've never given me a reason not to. That's not what trust is. That's not what faith is. Faith is trusting you even when it doesn't make sense. Faith is trusting even when I, it don't work out. Faith is trusting even when it doesn't go my way. Faith is trusting even when I don't get a good report. Faith is trusting even when I don't get the thing I wanted. Faith is trusting even when I can't pay my bills. Faith, faith is trusting even when you can't even, when you don't have no food to eat. Faith is tru trusting when you're homeless and on the street. Faith is trusting when you've got a whole family but can't provide for them. Faith is trusting when your health is declining but you say, Lord, I trust you nonetheless. That that's faith. God does it all for his glory that our faith might be proven. And so when you say you want to walk with Jesus, your faith must be proven. Because are you walking with me just to get what I have or are you walking with me to receive who I am? We serve a good God. One of grace and mercy. One who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. He is God and God alone. The creator of the universe. El Shaddai. Elohim. We call him Abba, Father. Jehovah, Jireh. Jehovah, Sitkanu. Hallelujah. Jehovah, Gabor. Jehovah, Shalom. Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha. He is the great I am. Why would you 
fear the world when your father created it? Hold on, wait. Why would you want to be caught up in the world when your father created it? Why would you allow the world to keep you in chains when your father created it for you to rule? Why would you be bound by something that you have authority and dominion over? Does that make sense? What I'm speaking to is the point in the battle where it's been freed. God has broken the chain now where you, you're not just falling into it. You have the conscious ability to say, no, I'm not going to do it, but yet you still choose to do it. Why be bound to this world? This world profits you nothing. It is only God that profits you everything. And so, this is um, a shorter podcast because I, um, I'm tired. And I was actually about to pause it and then, you know, record and add some more. But I don't think I'm going to do that one. I think I'm going to end it here and just add some more if necessary or do something. You know, I don't know. I've given all I can give. I love you. I want you to know the, the battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. I said, Jehovah Gabor, fight for me. I can't tell you I was at war in my own body. And all I could say was, Jehovah Gabor, fight for me, fight for me, fight for me. Tears rolling down my face. Fight for me. I don't like this. I hate this. I had to pour it all out and be honest with him. God, I'm at war with something in myself that I don't even understand, but I hate it. Jehovah Gabor, fight for me. Cover me. Keep me. That I don't damage myself before it's too late. That I don't mess up, my, mess up what I truly want, oh God. And he will show up. And he will redeem you. He will restore you. He will save you. Because that's who he is. Our savior. The kinsman redeemer. Hallelujah. The rose of Sharon. Hallelujah. The lion of Judah. Hallelujah. The great I am. Hallelujah. That's who he is. Your report shall be good. Be still and know that I am God. Wait on the Lord, I say. For they that wait upon wait upon the for they that wait on the Lord shall shall mount up on wings like an eagle. They shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. They shall renew their strength. Wait on them. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. Keep fighting. If you fall, get back up again. If you feel like you're going in circles, it's okay. God is going to get the glory out of the circle. And as soon as he breaks the shackle, run away from it. Don't go back to it. And beloved, if you fall to it again, don't get stuck there. Get up and keep on moving. I don't care if it makes you feel bipolar where in the morning you're praying, saying, God, forgive me. But at night you're going right back to it. I promise it'll break. God looks at the heart, and if your heart is genuine about it breaking, it will. Just don't give up. But you can't pretend like you want it to break. You can't fake like you want it to break. You have to really want it to break.
You've got to really want that chain off of you. You've got to really want that spirit off of you. That as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If in your heart you're thinking that it's broken, walk in it broken. It doesn't matter where you fall short. That's what grace is for. Grace will fill in where you've fallen short. If you're sick, believe that you'll be healed. I told someone that I know that is sick. I was like, listen, I was praying for them and God said they're going to be healed. So I eventually days later told them when I finally got around to it. And I don't think they fully believed me. But that's because healing is not based on me just saying you're going to be healed. It's not based on you just wishing and wanting to be healed. What, I, what did I tell you guys? Growth, growth comes from connection. Healing comes from connection. You can be healed if you believe you'll be healed and if you're connected to the source of healing. We have power, y'all. Power. People over here lighting this sage because they don't have no power. People over here playing with these crystals because they don't have no power. People got to flip over cards and stuff because they ain't got no power. People got to do all these different witchcraft rituals and stuff because they ain't got no power. That ain't no real power. The power of life and death lies in the tongue. And that's what pisses the devil off. When you understand that your power lies in your mouth. Why would I light a, a, a match when I know that I can shift an atmosphere with my tongue? Why would I do that and let them cut off my tongue as long as I've got a mind? I can think it and it shall be. Jesus said, I understand, Father, that you hear me just in my thoughts, but I spoke it that they might understand, that they might believe. It was for y'all, not for me. So as long as the Holy Spirit still lives in me, I have power that can never be taken away because the world didn't give it and the world cannot take it away. You've got to understand who you are. You're not a king's kid. You're the king's kid. Do you believe it is the question. Do you believe you're a God? You're made in his image. You're not God himself, but you're a God in the earth. You've got dominion. You've got authority. You've got power. For greater is he in you than he that is in the world. For we have the power to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means harm you. Do you understand it? Are you walking in true belief or do you just quote scripture? Do you even know that scripture? Do you say you know Jesus but not truly know what comes with knowing him? Do you know what it means to have the power of the Holy Ghost? That is not common. Many people know Jesus but do not have the Holy Ghost. So I want to change what I said. Many people claim to be Christians but do not have the Holy Ghost because you can't believe in Jesus and not have the Holy Ghost. If when things get chaotic, you start to get worried, you don't know Jesus. My Jesus is not, is not dictated by my situation. My situation is dictated by my Jesus and chaos. My Jesus is still my Jesus. For the same Jesus that spoke to the storm and said, peace be still, is the same Jesus that can speak to my chaotic situation and say, peace be still. The same Jesus that rose Lazarus from the dead is the same Jesus that can bring life into every dead situation that I, must, that I might encounter. The woman with the issue of blood, she crawled and she crawled until she touched the hem of his garment. And from that moment, she was made whole. Every single thing that was wrong was made right in that instant. What did you guys miss from this story for so long? She touched Jesus. Jesus didn't reach out and touch her. Jesus didn't turn around and go back to her. She crawled, but he didn't even pay attention to her. She touched him. 
You've got to be willing to chase after Jesus while he's walking the other way. You've got to be willing to say, Lord, don't let me catch you because when I do, I won't let you go. And I won't let you go till you bless me. Do you have the stamina to chase after him? People want it so easy nowadays. That's why people are scamming and deceiving and manipulating because they want what's easy. Well, I'm sorry you don't get power by easy. You don't get greatness by easy. Faith does not come easy. You've got to work for it. If you want glory, you've got to work for it. It's not handed out like candy. It's not given to the weak. Only the strong survive. You didn't know it was biblical. After you've suffered a while, he shall establish you. After you've suffered a while, you've got to suffer a while. And if by chance you are able to overcome every ounce of suffering you experience, then congratulations, you've made it to glory. But if you do not suffer, if you do not overcome, if you do not stand in victory come the last moment, you get no glory. Had Jesus given up in the garden and not got on the cross, he wouldn't have got glory. But he knew that in order to get glory you've got to pay the price painful though it might be he set the standard for us that even today if you want glory you've got to pay the price it won't be easy it will take blood sweat and tears Jesus prayed until blood came out of his sweat glands tears and he made it You can make it if you've got faith enough to believe that you can. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, beloved, but it don't work if you don't have faith. I've got more bodies than I can even remember, babe. I've had unprotected sex more times than I can count, babe. I have had sex and purposely taken off the condom because it felt better, babe. I have shaved and nicked myself, okay? Been bleeding and still had sex with no protection. We're getting graphic because I want you to understand how there's no reason today that I should not be sick. But I'm healthy and I'm well by faith, by grace, through faith. Believe it. For we are not at war with flesh and blood, but with powers and principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. You've got to walk by faith and not by sight. Knowing that the battle is far greater than just what you see. You've got to close your eyes and open your spirit. I pray that the eyes of your understanding be open, that your spirit vision might be enhanced, enlightened, open, cleared up. You're so busy looking at it with your physical eyes and not seeing it with your spirit. Everything we see with the eye is fading away. It's the spirit that really counts. 
You're looking at that relationship. Why do they keep cheating on me? Why do they keep doing this? Why do they keep doing that? It's because you're fighting a spirit, beloved, that's trying to stop you from walking into what God has for you. You've got to get away from it. Why is my dad an alcoholic? Why doesn't he love me? Why are my parents always arguing? Because it's spirits, beloved. Why is my boss so mean to me? Like a malicious type of mean. It's spirits, beloved. Why is it so hard to read my word? It's spirits, beloved. Why do I get sleepy every time I read my Bible, but yet I can scroll on TikTok all day? It's spirits, beloved. Why is it so hard to study for my exam? It's spirits, beloved. Why is it so hard to not go out with my friends? It's spirits, beloved. Why is it that when I'm around my friends, though I could not go out, I hate being with them? It's spirits, beloved. We're not at war with flesh and blood, but with powers and principalities, spiritual wickedness, in high places you've got to stand in your authority are you going to let spirits that you have more authority over trample over you or are you going to trample over those spirits the same way the police overkill people to teach them a lesson to walk in power i've got authority and you don't so i'm gonna overkill you that you'll learn your lesson babe you got to do the same thing with these demons overkill them don't even give them a chance yeah police brutality call it spiritual brutality Start maliciously murdering these spirits. But you've got to have confidence. You want to talk a good game, but then when the devil runs up on you, you want to get scared and start rolling into a ball. If you're going to talk the talk, you better walk the walk. I told the devil, I said, greater is he in me than you. I said, devil, I'm greater than you. I said, nice try, but yet still you failed. Shouldn't you give up by now? Aren't you tired of losing? Don't you feel stupid? I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I told you guys the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. The devil is insane, clearly, because he does the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Are you going to stand in your power and make him to be the fool that he is? Or are you going to allow him to make you to be a fool? The devil is only trying to prove God to be a liar. He's only trying to prove God's word to be false. Are you going to allow that to happen or not? Beloved, I do want to tell you, though, that God's word will never return to him void. So you have two options. You can either choose to stand or either God will do you like Jacob and break you to where you have no choice but to stand. But when he says it, he means it. When he calls you, you've been called. When he chooses you, you've been chosen. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can give all the excuses you want to give, just like Moses. But yet at the end of the day, the job is going to be done. You can try to run away and end up in the belly of a fish. But the job is still going to be done. God has the final say. And so I close by saying, I pray that the eyes of your understanding be opened, that you might be equipped to stand in the day of trouble, walking into all that God has for you, firmly believing in who he is, knowing that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, and that no weapon formed against you will ever 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 prosper for we glory in every tribulation knowing that tribulation produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope god will not send you through anything that you cannot overcome for we have not endured any temptation that is not common to man 
You've got more power over it. You've just got to believe it, receive it, walk in it boldly. I love you. Peace out.